Chapter Twenty Two of Riolaro, The Archipelago of Exiles by Godfrey Swevin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Jabiru between it and Audiu, but further to the north than the current was likely to carry us, lay a group of islands that Sneakape declared would have been as good as a play to see. He entertained me with an account of them as we drew away from the odours of Audiu. I listened with reserved judgment, for his story, as usual, sounded like fiction, and I had no means of testing it. It was interesting enough, and drew my mental energy from my nose to my ears. I knew afterwards that there was a good deal of truth at the basis of it, even though the tricky, airy manner made me doubt the whole of it. The nearest of the group to Adieu was called Jabiru, and seemed to be the inferno of talkers. Hither were banished all who had become insufferable in their loquacity. For a time it was said to have been the silentest island in the archipelago. Such an effect had been the engagement of so many pratters in one place upon the disposition of each. They had all been so enamoured of the sound of their own voices that they could not bear to hear anyone else speak. That was the disease for which they had been quarantined, and it looked as if this drastic step of exile was about to be an effectual cure of it once the patients from the different islands realized that jabiru was nothing but a huge garrulity hospital they howled with rage and found a certain distraction in airing their grievance to one another each tested the listening power of every other inhabitant of the island and finding that it was no greater than his own settled down into sullen taciturnity not even the variety of dialects in which they spoke gave them any consolation the babble only intensified their horror and disgust at being cooped up with men and women as passionately fond of babble as they were every talk they started came almost at once to a competitive duologue the two voices rose into a shout that made hearing the words an impossibility not one of them could bear to see his neighbour begin to talk he knew he could not get a word in except by main force of lung and he dared not risk the torrent of babel the first few days on land left them hoarse and exhausted and thereafter they muzzled their passion and went about mute as fish mariners and boatmen avoided the shores of the island after a time for those that landed at first were almost torn to pieces by the jabberoon mob each eager to secure a good listener and even if any arrival had the good fortune to meet only one jabberoon and be monopolized by him in secret, he was glad to make his escape, lest he should turn into a pillar of salt under the infliction of fluency. The only successful means of flight was to bear the torrent till the darkness of night, slip out of his upper garments which his buttonholer held, and leave in his place a wooden substitute the sullen silence had been no cure of the disease after all a benevolent swoonarian took pity on the wretched islanders and invented an automatic listener but like all the inventions of his people it came to nothing in theory it seemed as if it would work 
he made a figure in human form with a sensitive word repeater inside it that at certain sounds could by internal mechanism set it swaying and gesticulating as if in high nervous excitement it could be wound up for a whole day or in some of the more expensive specimens even for a whole week as it heaved and swung about one would have said that it was a real human listener moved by the eloquence of a speaker but the shipment failed superior though the automatic audience was to most human beings in responsiveness and emotional endurance something was wanting the look of suppressed despair on the face the irritable attempts at interjection and the unveiling efforts to escape the inventor intended if this venture had succeeded to add those movements to his figures but unfortunately the first purchasers lost their tempers over the monotonous acceptance of all they said and the repetition of the gestures and attitudes as they repeated their favourite phrases they grew frantic with rage and smashed the whole consignment to pieces it looked indeed at one time as if the community of jabberoons would go furiously mad for want of good listeners and commit suicide in a body but a missionary arrived from a neighbouring island called tuberia thumpia or the island of demagogues and though his sufferings often rose to torture at first he knew from experience in his own land how to endure them in the end he conquered he was able to get a word in now and again and this occasional word won its way by slow degrees into the brains of the jabberoons and bore fruit they listened to the gospel of the newcomer once a week or so and resolved to adopt the new evangel of alternation and eloquence they organized themselves into councils assemblies senates conferences synods mob meetings boards election meetings parliaments cabinets conclaves chambers convocations congresses consistories diets juntas committees directories commissions sahadendrums and committees so that every man and woman was a member of forty or fifty of these bodies and could attend the meetings of two or three dozen of them every day they adopted it as a basis of their new constitution that only one was to speak at once in any sitting and whenever two began to speak together it was thereby dissolved it is quite true that there were dissolutions every hour of the day but some speaker had had his say out and those who were disappointed in getting an escape valve for their tongue energy had plenty of other meetings to attend where they might have a chance of evacuating their own particular section of the dictionary the plan was a miraculous success for a time it saved the jabberoons from universal frenzy and suicide every one of them was able to get off half a dozen eloquent speeches every day to an audience more or less unwilling but that had by the constitution of the country to listen and it was easier for them to keep the mouth shut when they knew that they too would have their chance before long they worked just enough to keep the wolf from the door and then all the rest of the time was given up to those delightful meetings and conferences where each felt that he could make others hear the sweet sound of his voice they never settled anything of any importance to anybody but they felt that the existence of the universe depended on their oratory 
to satisfy themselves they discussed every possible topic that had occurred or could ever occur to any human mind and they passed resolutions upon it to send on to other meetings and conferences and assemblies by the time these resolutions had got through the various bodies and come back to the originators they had become so transformed as to be unrecognizable and so bewildering in their labyrinth of clauses and amendments as to be beyond human intelligence but they were recommitted and recreated and again sent on their career of transformation they kept the jaws working and the tongues wagging and every ambiguity introduced served the same national and benign purpose with all this development of eloquence and elaboration of counsel it might have been expected that jabiru was the best governed country in the world every citizen worked the clack mill night and day for the good government and guidance of every other citizen nothing could surpass the earnestness and enthusiasm of the whole community in pounding out the arguments for and against every possible course that any member or section of it might take in life they were in danger of starving so busy were they in deliberation over the questions how every man should earn his food how he should cook his food how he should eat it and how he should dispose of his surplus they had not time to drink so strenuous in their tongue exertions were they over what to drink and what not to drink they left their children to run naked and their own clothes to fall into rags whilst they discussed the best kind of cloth for different weathers and climates and the best form of garments for various ages and the best way of wearing garments no people in the world had ever held so many deliberations and consultations or ever spent so much eloquence and wisdom over the proper way of bringing up a family meantime every family was allowed to tumble up in the best way it could till the momentous questions were settled never was there a nation that so strove to get at the highest ideal of government as the jabberoons did in meeting and conference and assembly and never was there a nation so devoid of all pure government or even cooperation for their own internal administration or their defence there was nothing they would not do in their speeches on behalf of their country so fiery were they in their patriotism but when a pirate landed with a small boatload of men there was not a jabberoon to be seen within shooting distance and once when a mad dog was let loose on the beach the silence and solitude of the island could be felt for himself sneekape asserted that if the jabiru women were worth a thought he would land and walk off with the whole of them but they had such predominant and huge mouths and such pestilential tongues that no ordinary human nature could endure them their recent developments under the tubery thumpian missionary had made their shores safe for strangers to visit but for his part he would keep at a safe distance from such a nation of magpies he could not endure the endless chatter of a prating gossipy woman he preferred her with a good stormy channel between him and her the latest development of their common wheel had again made landing dangerous their tongue courage had grown too mild for the expression of all they felt argument and eloquence had given way to vituperation and insult and their meetings now generally ended in free fights 
scratched noses and cracked crowns had become the natural accompaniment of political fervor. End of chapter 22